Charles Dawkins' main project in his book, The Selfish Gene, is to replace the need for divinity with scientific explanations. His argument is that individual genes within a larger organism are selfish and that they are all vying in competition with one another for domination over one another. And certain genes do certain things for their own individual benefit and not necessarily for the benefit of the larger organism uh, which they're contained within. However, there is something that Dawkins overlooks, and it is this. I think that God, or what we consider to be that unknown mystery, that unexplainable happening that science is always trying to forever unsuccessfully describe, is a kind of consciousness. It is a happening on a multitude of different existential levels. I think that there is this thread of consciousness that exists throughout being itself. And that consciousness comes from things and components which are simply inherent within the makeup of the universe. All the happenings within the universe are a kind of consciousness. It's the universe communicating with itself on these micro-levels. Interactions take place within the larger whole. So these smaller happenings occur within the larger organism of the universe. And it's the universe... Those happenings are the universe communicating with itself, dealing with itself. And through those happenings, it creates new happenings. However, through those inanimate happenings, through those actions that between two organic happenings of the universe that we perceive to be without consciousness, consciousness arises. That is to say, through those base elements of the universe, through those things that we perceive to be without conscious, a consciousness arises. Through those inanimate things, those things that we perceive to be without consciousness, through the base materials that compose the rocks and trees and stardust. From that, a consciousness has evolved. We, as human beings, have developed a consciousness. And, scientifically speaking, we come from the same organic matter as the rocks and the trees and stardust. So within those base elements, those primordial, elemental, base components of the universe, within that, there 
is the material for consciousness. And the universe is always interacting with itself. There are always these happenings within itself. And if you think about it, that's what consciousness is. Consciousness is an awareness of a happening, whatever that happening is. And the point of consciousness is to experience again and again. And coming from the small perspective of a subject, such as our individual selves, what is the point of recording these happenings with consciousness if we already know everything? If we already know it all, or have seen or experienced it all, what's the point of looking at anything? What's the point of interacting with anything? If there's no novelty, there's no point to thinking about anything or to experience anything. If you exist within a framework in which you are already already aware of everything, what's the point of experiencing that framework? What's the point of existing within that framework if you are already privy to all of the knowledge about it? There's no benefit there. There's no novelty. There's no interaction with it. You know everything that's happened already. You've already experienced it. Now, some people might call that enlightenment, this kind of omniscience or this omniscient stance. But I think to have that understanding is a very myopic, a very dumbed-down interpretation of what enlightenment is. Because there is something very profound about not being aware and being open to new experience and to have those experiences come to life again and again and forever again. So, even if as Dawkins would argue, it is all genes selfishly fighting with one another. Those fights, those interactions, that is a happening. That is a kind of consciousness. Which is precisely Dawkins' point when he claims that through these genetic mutations there is a genetic rebirth. There is something new that is born out of these genes interacting um, with themselves. Certain genes excel within a certain system and are then passed on. Those genes then give themselves a new life and give the organism um, which that they are a part of a new being 
a new life, a new happening, a new consciousness. Millions of years ago, fish developed the capacity to breathe air. It worked well for that organism. It was able to find a new habitat, a new food source. The fish that developed those genes and successfully um, survived, passed them on, that was a new happening, not only for the organism, not only for the gene, but for the entire environment, for the entire universe. It has a new experience. It has a new happening. It has a new consciousness. Not just on the selfish gene level, on the level of the organism, and on the macro level of the universe itself. So this framework that was once rigid and set has now been expanded. And that is precisely what being is. Being is experience within other being. Being is having something happen within a framework. Being is something which is. Being is something which is. Being is a happening within a happening. Whether it's conscious or not. And consciousness in the way that we perceive consciousness might not be all that there is to consciousness. <laughs> because even inanimate objects have a kind of consciousness within their material world. Now, it might not be the kind of consciousness that we enjoy, but there is this sort of self-recognition within beings that we perceive as inanimate or unconscious. And isn't that what Dawkins is saying? Isn't he saying that there is a happening, that there is an interaction continually taking place? Because everything, animate or inanimate, has self-recognition. <laughs> it has the ability... It knows what it is just through its general composite. A rock does not mistake itself for a tree. It does not try to grow leaves and bud and shed them. Nor does a tree try to blow like the wind. These things that we perceive as unconscious very well know their place within the larger framework. A rock knows of its makeup. It knows its rockness. A tree knows its tree-ness. Dust knows what it is to do. Everything has a function. Rocks sit there and are hard. Dust floats around or settles. Trees grow, bud. There is no identity crisis. 
within the smaller components of the universe. There are these very selfish recognitions. There are these very selfish happenings that occur within any given system. And that's precisely what Dawkins is saying. In any given system, there are a multitude of perpetual happenings all working toward their own degrees. They're all playing their own parts in what could be construed a very selfish manner. And those happenings, even if we use the word very loosely, are a kind of consciousness. Again, it might not quite be the kind of consciousness that you and I are privy to, but it is a happening. It is an interaction. It is a furtherment. And consciousness is an observation of those happenings and a reaction within those happenings. And inanimate objects, just as well as animate ones, interact, react, and develop new happening and new quote-unquote consciousness of both itself and of the larger environment. A rock rolls down the hill. A rock that was stationary for a hundred years rolls down the hill and splits into two and now that rock lies at a different position on the hill in two different pieces and it has a different interaction with its environment and it's the entire environment is changed the entire landscape the entire consciousness of that particular epic is changed even if it's just a physical consciousness and again I'm using the word consciousness very loosely here because again it's not particularly the same type of consciousness that we have, per se. But it is still happening. And it is the physical environment having a new awareness of itself, a new form, a new form to operate within and interact with in itself. And that interaction perpetuates being. Because when you think about it, we are all part of a singular source. Everything is part of a singularity. We all come from the same eminence. Because everything, the rocks, the trees, the wind, the stardust, all of it, even abstract thought, even abstractions, even abstract thought, even this loose and concrete consciousness that we've been talking about, if you trace it, the history and antiquity of being, back far enough, it all comes from a singular source. Concretized things, abstract things, physical things, thoughts, 
consciousness, it all comes from a singularity. And that source has spread itself to a multitude. And, of course, we're just sticking within the realms of science here. We're not going beyond what modern science tells us. Whether we're talking about that singularity being the Big Bang or whatever. I believe if you talk to a scientist here in the very early stages of the 21st century, that scientist would say that whatever that singularity was, was not necessarily conscious, according to science. And yet, from it, consciousness arose.